0: Podcast. Today, we sit down with special guest, viral golf sensation Snappy Gilmore. In this episode, we talk about his story, his purpose, and why he does what he does. You guys are going to love to hear his heart posture and how he's been able to make such an incredible impact through the game of golf and his incredible content. Let's dive right into this episode. Without further ado, Snappy Gilmore. thank you so much for coming on the aim podcast
1: absolutely man thank you for having me i appreciate you guys
0: dude i have been watching your content for such a long time and when we got the chance to meet each other in um in atlanta for that event man i was so excited to meet you bro just i love what you do i love the positive energy you have i love how you're inspiring and helping people and you do it in such a cool way man so i'm really really excited about this episode
1: thank you man absolutely it was it was absolutely great meeting you guys you know it's just it's great meeting new people honestly like that's one of the most uh important part of like me traveling when i get to meet new people so yeah, it brings me joy
0: dude that's awesome i didn't realize though that you're based in phoenix i was just there um this past week we were out in the grand canyon and we flew in and out of phoenix man i wish i have known you were there we oh, definitely yeah. have got on the course
1: yeah absolutely next time you're here let me know no we'll get out
0: Absolutely, man. But, dude, I'm I'm excited to get into your story. Obviously, people see all the viral videos, the exciting things you're doing on social media. But I think behind all of those incredible people that post the content, they have a story, and I, I really believe everyone has a really cool story to share. So, I would love to hear kind of your background, your upbringing, and what you what kind of led you to to get where you are today.
1: Okay, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, before I start, like I would just like to give. um Give glory to the person who gave me what I have, which is uh, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, honestly, He's the one who, who has gotten me through in and out and everything that I'm doing in my life. So, just wow. giving giving Him the 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 glory that He deserves. So, let's um, go. Yeah, back to my foundation. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but you can pick the accent a little bit. I'm Nigerian, born and raised. Um, my whole life, I lived. Nigeria for 18 years, and then I moved to the United States, I think, right when I turned 18. So um, I was born in 99. Uh, you know, I, I have my, my dad and my mom. I have siblings, uh, two sisters, one brother. It's girl, boy, girl, boy. I'm the baby wow. of that house. Um, just, you know, one of those things as a kid, for me, it was like I was scared about being separated from my parents. And it happened so early for me, like my, my biggest nightmare came came to pass really quick, you know. So, um, you know, just life happened and I had to I had to move away from, from home just for certain reasons, you know, safety. And um, there's just some more into it. But like I'm not going to dive deep into it. Just give you guys surface level. But, you know, just thanking God how he brought me here. Um, I ended up in the Bay Area, Richmond. I don't know if you know about that. It's kind of like around San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so uh I lived with um this family, my host family, um, up there in Richmond for four years. And when I first got here, um I I only had my visitors' visa, so I applied for asylum and you know, I got I got granted asylum and I was granted a work permit and you know, I was able to go to school and work. So um I applied to a school next to that house, like down the street, it's called Country Costa College. Um uh and then I I applied for work at Target. So I worked at Target and I was going to school. And then I joined the soccer team. Mind you, I didn't play soccer that much back in Nigeria because my main sports was basketball. And when I came out here, the competition was crazy. I was like, <laughs> I'm ten. There's no way I'm going to make it to the league. And, you know, <laughs> um, so I was like, I got to find another sport and just, you know, hop in there and try and, you know, thug it out because I'm I'm athletic, you know, God bless me, athleticism. Uh, athletic sure. So I was like, you know, it's cool. So I went with soccer and you know, I worked five times as hard as my teammates would because I didn't, I was in technical, I was just quick and physical. Um, I had to work on the technical, work on playing smart. And, you know, I made it on the team. Um I eventually I made it as a starter on the team, you know, played my first second year, um, got like second, second best striker um of the year, something like that. Um, played really well. And then after that, um I started playing semi-professional soccer. Um just diving into the part where people don't really know like the struggle that I faced before coming to become who I am today. You know, people would say, "I want to become like Snappy," but do you want to go through the struggle I went through before becoming Snappy? That's good. People don't really think about that part. Um, Honestly, like it was, it was rough. Uh, It was times where you know my schedule was just. I wake up at three thirty in the morning because I have work at four in the morning. I go to school. uh, I go to work till eight, and I have classes from nine thirty all the way to like five. And then I have to, you know, balance my time and then walk back home, pick my soccer equipment, come back and then train from like six to eight and then go back home. And I'm the baby of the house. So I have to clean, do the dishes and then do my homework and then reset again to the same thing the next day. And Uh, then on the weekends, you know, I try to sleep in as much as possible, but then I'll work from like maybe nine to five or, you know, an eight hour shift to get as much shifts as possible so I can be able to Uh, sustain myself you know Um, because I was by myself and you know life is hard out there for my parents it's not easy for them to be sending money so I had to like strive for myself and then be able to help them support them Um, you know it's just it was a tough time I did that for almost three years uh, and then eventually I picked another job doing food delivery and I was just driving my car around. I got my first car. So I was driving my car doing food delivery. And, you know, it was working well, kind of balancing time. And then COVID hit. And then that was all I could do because I couldn't work at Target with nothing. So, I was, you know, making a little change. And then after COVID, some of my teammates that we played talk with, you know, they always want to hang out. Hey, snap what are you doing? Like, let's just hang out. I got so used to staying at home during COVID and playing video games, I didn't want to go out. So they are trying to give me the hangout. And then one day they called me they're like, yo, just come out. You're coming out today. We don't care whatever, whatever. It's like, dude, I got homework to do. And they're like, <laughs> 15 minutes later, they called me. They're like, come come to your window. I looked out my window and I saw them parked outside. <laughs> I'm like, these guys are actually serious. So when I went out and met them. I was like, yo, what are you guys doing? I was like, bro, go get dressed. We're going out. It's like, I got to ask my grandma. She let me out and you know, I was praying. She says no, because she's really scared about the cold. <laughs> and she don't really let me out like that. Because all, all she, if if I'm going out, it's either soccer or I'm going to go what? That's it. Go practice and then, you know. So um, that night, for some reason, she said yes. I was like, damn. Um, and then I asked him, like, where are we going? They were like, golf range. Golf range. What am I going to go do at a golf range? I've never played golf before. I don't know nothing about golf. Before, if you told me golf, the first thing that comes to my mind is a boring sport. Like, just boring, you know? And we went to the range. Like, you don't have to play. You can just hang out with the boys. Not everybody's playing. All right, whatever. Let's go. So we got there. I wasn't really happy because I didn't want to be there. Mood was kind of down, man. Um, Watching them hit balls. Like, it was night. So you could see the ball disappear. Damn, like, <laughs> was like, that is fine, and I friend was like, "Hey, you should give it a shot." Was like, all right, yeah, I'll teach you. I was like, "I don't even have a golf club." It's a risk giving somebody your golf club who has never played golf for sure. So, exactly. So he took his brother's golf club and gave it to me. His driver, his brother's driver, because his brother was not there and he had his driver in his bag. I'm like, here, use my brother's driver. Funny enough, I broke that driver that night. I broke the shaft. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, he, he tried to teach me how to, you know, swing with two hands. You know, I just couldn't do it, man. It was I it wasn't working. He told me, keep my hands straight. Do whatever. Turn your hips it's like this. Is It was just going in here and coming up. Um, and he, he got tired of trying to teach me. He got frustrated. He was like, you know, just hit it. Do whatever you want to do. And he left me there. And in the process of just trying to do what he told me to do, I held it with one hand. I go and felt really comfortable. So there's this sport in Nigeria. It's, it's not a sport, but it's like a game we play as kids. Call it local hockey. So uh-huh. we we plug branches that look like shaped like hockey sticks. And then we cut like a pug out of a, a soft slipper. It looks like a, a pug, but it's soft. It's not as, as heavy and hard as a pug. So we roll it to each other and then we use the sticks and hit it. Right. We roll it to each other. And then you try and hit it, you try and hit it. So um, at that in that moment when I swung, I swung the golf club, I I didn't even think of that. You know, I just held it. I was like, oh, this feels good. And then, you know, just I don't know. God did his thing. And I I rolled it around my head and whacked the ball. And everybody was like, whoa, like, what the hell? And, you know, to me, I was like, it wasn't a big deal. I was like, wow, like, actually, I can hear it. And then I, I tell like, everybody, do it again, do it again. <laughs> Why do it again? Everybody it was like, no way, you know, they pulled out their phones, started recording, taking videos, like, bro, how are you doing this? I was like, I don't even know. And they immediately like, <laughs> the excitement just got into me and, you know, my mood changed and I was just happy the rest of the night and wow. I just kept hitting balls and it was fun. They got videos of it. My friend sent me the video and I ended up breaking my friend's club. <laughs> you know <laughs> and then um uh the night before going to bed something just told me post it on your TikTok and that's just God telling me just like throw it out there and I listened and I was like you know cool okay, I'll just before I went to bed I just posted it up there. Low quality video literally had my Snapchat name on top of it. You know, when you save a Snapchat and it has a Snapchat thing on it. That's yeah. how it was. Um, so I posted it on there. I woke up the next day, it blew up. It had like 1.5 million views. I was like, what the hell? You know, my phone was blowing up, and you know, I looked on in Instagram, I saw messages from sports center, house of highlights, all these huge channels. Hey, can we post your video and give you credits? I was like, yeah, sure, man. Like, you know, I've never seen something like that. Nobody with a blue check has ever DM'd me. So I'm <laughs> like, go ahead. Like, you know. And from there, you know, my following just started growing. I think I gained almost 5,000 followers that first day. And TikTok, too, started growing. And I went back. Um, I think two days after that, we went to Golf Galaxy and I had to buy my friend um a new shaft. And then I bought him a new shaft. I bought a $40 driver. I asked him, I was like, you guys have any like used drivers? But yeah, there's some used drivers. I looked and I saw this $40 driver. I was like, you know, cool, I'll take it. And, then, you know, a couple of days later, went to the range. Boom, 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 hit balls, recorded videos, posted, boom, boom, Millions of views. I'm like, wow, okay. This is, this is actually, this is nice. And, you know, I just started doing it, doing it. And then I, I kept on getting better and skills started coming in my head and just, you know, different things. And it, you know, adding it to the swing, and you know, and it brought me to where I am today. You know, just all, all praise to the Most High, honestly.
0: Bro, that is an incredible testimony, incredible story. First off, I have I have so many questions to ask about golf and everything, because I'm super interested. But before I move past that, man, I want to first applaud you um, for sharing your faith, because I think that's something that you know we live in a world right now where that's you know not everyone wants to talk about that, but the fact that you made that a point to. Kind of set the stage with that i think it's amazing and you also talked about something that's really interesting to me and i think it's something that we share in common um you know i think a lot of times people see where people are through social media and they're like man their their life must be amazing there must you know they must have it all figured out but what you mentioned and i want to hear more about like what you learned through this season is there was a lot of work there was a lot of struggle there was a lot of hard times that led up to this point what do you think you learned the most about yourself during that season of life that has prepared you for where you are now? Because I think this is a topic a lot of people can resonate with, no matter what they're doing, where they are, people are going to struggle. People are going to go through life. It's challenging. Mm. But for someone like you who's been through that season, and of course I'm sure you still have challenges that come up, but you're in, you're in such a better position. What's some advice or some things that you learned during that season that you could share with the audience?
1: Um, Honestly, you know, just... I, I made a lot of mistakes I fell but you know it's not about what happened is what you do about it
0: mm. you know?
1: so falling getting back up you know you try and walk you fall you get back up um, I've had people who have come into my life and you know try and take things out of me and you know just try to take something out of me because they they saw something great um, you know but at the same time it's a lesson. It built me to be who I am today. I can't just go zero to sixty quick like that. Mm. You no, know, there's steps to it. There is. It's a. It's a journey, and I'm still in that journey. So good. You know. So like, there are times where I felt like, damn, like, why is this things happening to me? Like, like, why is this? You know, this deal will come in and it will fall off. Why is this? Oh, why is, you know, is there's always a why, why, why? And then I wasn't really close to God to understand what that meant. And like, honestly, in the past two, three months when, you know, I found light and I found God and I found peace, love, joy, and happiness. Everything made sense. Hmm. God breaks people down to build them back up. He allows those things happen to build him back up. Cause so that when he blesses you, you are able to sustain that blessing. Cause there are things where if I had gotten certain deals at that time, those huge monies, like what would I do with the money?
0: Um,
1: I would spend it on reckless things like cars, jewelry, this and that. Right. But you know, he made those things fall. It didn't work at that moment to build me to where when I realized that when that money comes in, there's a purpose for it. Wow. I found my purpose. And my purpose is to help other kids from my hometown. Wow. My, like the puzzle came together. because My, man. So my dad, my dad, my, or let me, let me go deep into this. So, if you got time, but let me go deep into it
0: 100%. Bro, I'd love to hear it.
1: So, my grandfather was an evangelist in Nigeria. My grandfather was well known all over Nigeria because of him preaching the gospel. You know, so my dad had siblings here in the United States, and he was living here in the United States too. So when my dad was get my grandfather was getting old, he called his siblings and told them, hey, look, he needs them to come out and take over what he started. And none of them agreed to it, but my dad did, because he's the firstborn. So he went back home, and he took over for my grandfather, and, you know, he, he became an evangelist too, and he started preaching and, you know, doing the work of God. He had a stone-crushing quarry, a family stone-crushing quarry, and, you know, it shut down at some point, I think, like almost... 11, 12 years ago, and my dad hasn't been working since then, but God has been sustaining him. It didn't make sense to me, but like, like I was like, how is he still feeding the family? How is are we still doing things to help us? And, you know, but now it makes sense. Now that I know and I grew up, it makes sense. Um, you know, so just, just off of that, like, like I already, I already have a Christian background growing up, and growing up, I didn't even like going to church, you know, my dad would play Christian music and all those things, and I would would just put my head inside and just squeeze my face, like, I don't want to hear these things, I just want to go do my thing, you know, but now I appreciate it, like, like, that's the biggest gift a parent can ever do, like the Bible says, raise your children in the way of God, so they may not depart from me, so no matter how far away you go into the world, you still have that in you, can still fall back to you know and it's just it's amazing what God is doing in my life and how he's showing me how life is and the perspective of life and you know it's my the way I look at life now is totally different man just totally different so um back to back to what was saying kind of went off track a little bit (laughs) but um yeah just you know Ah, I don't even how words to even like describe it, man. It's God is great. God is great. God is great. I,
0: I love it, bro. And I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, that's that's incredible. And it's it's so cool to see how one person's faithfulness can trickle down to generations to generations. And and the, the, the work that your grandfather did and your family did come all the way to you and now you're able to have the resources God's blessed you with, with this platform to reach many people. His work came through you, and now you're able to do work on a whole nother level, Absolutely. all because of God's, all his faithfulness, which is crazy.
1: Absolutely. Like my, you know what my dad does now? What's that? So he, they, there's, um he works with this foundation where they go in like, I don't know if you, have you heard of Boko Haram? It sounds familiar like a terrorist group like ISIS, but in Nigeria, you know, they go into villages and kill people and destroy people, take people's cattle and, you know, take people's land, all these things. So the kids that survive from that, what my dad does, they go out and bring those kids, they pick them up from the villages, bring them to the the city area, and he built like a, a shelter in the back of our house. And he 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 put these kids in there. He sheltered them. He gave them food, clothes. You know, he he teach them. You know, the word of God and just it's it's dramatizing seeing that like like your parents are being killed and you escape from it. Just that's that enough is a blessing. Giving other people hope. That's what he's doing. Um, you know, so he was doing that, and now like it just made sense like for me to be able to give back and help and my goal now that god has shown me my objective is to build a proper structure for these kids where you know they have like people hire people that would come and cook and you know take care of these kids give them hope of life and eventually like build hospitals wow. schools for these kids you know introducing golf to my own hometown my own home community like building like a a, a structure like a mini top golf type structure where you know people can have an opportunity to go and you know give it a shot at golf you know so just those that vision that's my goal now and you know i'm just glad i found my purpose i glad i'm glad i found my destiny and i found my true identity in christ you know it's just it's it's the best feeling ever honestly oh, bro
0: yeah. I love it. It cha- it changes everything. It really does. Yeah. yeah. Every, every decision you make, every action, it's all has now a, a new purpose to it and a new weight to carry. And it's, it's really exciting, man. And it's, I'm just, man, I, I was a fan of your content. I was a fan of your energy and your passion, but getting a chance to truly hear your story and hear what's behind it all, man, I'm, I'm that much more of a fan of what you're doing, bro. And I can't wait to see the way God's going to continue to use you in a mighty way with your obedience and your faithfulness to him, dude there is nothing that he can't do with through your boat
1: 100% man 100% dude I, i'm i'm grateful man i'm grateful i'm so grateful so so grateful
0: yeah let's go man well dude i'm i'm curious so you post this first video you guys are going out and it goes boom it just goes viral and then you're like okay i've got something here i start you're posting more content up to this point though, were you posting any type of like content on TikTok, or was this like the first time you started like actually consistently posting?
1: Um before that first video, I posted like soccer content, like motivational soccer. So I was playing soccer and then you know I posted a couple of soccer videos. They might still be up there, I'm not sure, but yeah. Um I did post like a couple of soccer content, but that was about it. And you know, and I posted that that golf one and changed everything.
0: And at what point were you like, man, I think I'm on to something? Like, was it that first video that kind of changed it, or did it take a few videos for you to really like settle in and be like, dude, if I keep doing this, like I'm I'm building something pretty special?
1: Oh, it took a while. Honestly, it took a while. Um, I was still like locked in to say, because I my my goal was to go professional and talking. I I was just like, dude, I, I want to go professional. I wanna go professional. I was working hard towards I, I put in so much effort and work towards it to the point where I was like, I can't just let it go right now just because of this golf thing that just happened. And, you know, um, my initial plan starting this year was, you know what, this year, that's why I took a gap year from school last year, um, last semester, from last semester um, through this year. I was like, I'm going to take a gap year, focus on golf and build my brand, establish myself in the golf community. And then the following year, I can go play professional soccer. But then when I when I found light recently and I found God and I'm able to, like, hear his voice, you know, I was, I was asking him questions. And then I asked him, so, like, what do you want me to do about the soccer thing? Because I still want to play soccer. And I heard the voice tell me, that's not where your destiny is. I've already showed you where your destiny is. Wow. So immediately I was like, I'm done. Soccer. I'm sorry. You got to. Yeah, I can I can have fun and play with friends, but that's not my destiny. You know, that's that's meant for somebody else, and that's how life is. You gotta you you can't look at somebody's destiny and be like, oh yes, that's that's where. or oh, you look I, like I cannot be like Messi. Then no matter how much I move the ball, I'll practice. I can't move the ball like Messi because that's the blessing that God has given him. 100%. Everybody has different blessings. So you have to stick to your blessing and just capitalize on it. That's what that's what people need to do. And take their eyes off of what other people have and focus on what they have. Be contented with what they
0: have.
1: 100%. I used to be that one person where I see somebody with this. I'm like, damn, I want to have it too. It's all pride. You know, it's just being, a, being able to humble yourself. And and bring yourself low, like there's no feeling other than that. Like before I I let the fame get in my head, but now like I'm glad like I let that pride go. I'm 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 making myself as humble as I can. Because I am a human being. It's just a title. Oh yes, you snappy Gilmore, you have so many followers. What if there's no, no social media today? What if it's all gone? So what? It's facts. I'm a human being, just like anybody else is. We have the same organs in our body. We have the same eyes, nose, mouth. I don't. Before I used to see things. Oh, there's all these racism things going on. I don't even see color anymore now. We're all one. God doesn't see black or white. He sees us as one. Let's go. And that, if we learn to understand that and and have love for each other. That's when this thing will break. But if we don't show love to each other and forgive, forgiveness. If you cannot forgive somebody mm. and let it go. And that's that's the only way out. If you if we learn to forgive and love one another, show love to each other. But you know, the devil knows, so he's gonna try and not make that you know, happen where everybody has love and forgiveness for each other. And, you know, I'm glad I figured it out, man. I'm glad I figured it out.
0: You got to keep doing your part, bro. You're doing a great job, man.
1: Yeah. I'll try as much as possible, you know, to share light to the world as as much as I can. As my days are numbered
0: in this world. So let's go, bro. That's amazing. As you, so you felt God put it on your heart to really dial in and really go all in on this golf stuff. You know, from where you started to where you are now, I'm sure you've had a ton of crazy experiences. Is there one that comes to mind? You're like, man, this was this was unreal. Just like a moment that you're like, that really just kind of confirmed that you were doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, the moment I figured out that, you know, I made it when, is when like I started like working with huge brands like NFL, you know, like Premier League. Wow. In, all these huge things that when i was a kid i was like looking at these things that are like top and now i'm working with them like having a conversation with them it's it's unreal so that's the moment i'm like wow okay like this is is real it's real Got to take it serious so that's incredible
0: and i'm curious too i'm sure have any pro golfers reached out to you, like about how to do your swing, or asking for tips, or like, have has anyone been like pretty curious about what you're doing?
1: Funny enough, I don't think so. Really? Like, maybe if I've met them in person, yeah, like, yeah I've seen your video, like how do you do it? But like none <laughs> of them reached out to me to like you know ask about it.
0: That's but that's been something you've been doing more recently is going to the actual golf tournaments and like making content around tournaments
1: um yeah um i have a bunch of tournaments actually coming up um you know like celebrity tournaments you know tournaments with friends even my own tournament um i'm doing my own my own first tournament so let's go um, um you know so play a couple of ams and trying to get to to do more of that so i can get to meet people all around the place so yeah
0: that's super cool man and i i have seen some of your videos where you've either taught a kid or taught someone else your swing man is that when you're at the range making content, is that something you get a lot? of People want to like actually get taught your swing.
1: When I, it's crazy. When like <laughs> I'm just hitting balls out of nowhere, I just see a bunch of kids just run out of nowhere and just come. Hey, is that-? <laughs> even at Top Golf, you know, when I'm hitting balls, dude, I I can't count the amount of times where people just <laughs> and just come like, oh, we want to see, we want to see it. Um, it's. It's amazing, you know, just being able to share with the world what God has blessed me with. You know, before I had this mentality where I was like, damn, I don't want to teach anybody. I want it to just be myself, be be with me. And that's probably, you know, but now my mentality has changed. And it's like, what good of it would it be for me not to share what God has blessed me with with the world?
0: Come on, bro. That's so good.
1: You know? So, like, now it's just – what I w- all I want to do is, like, just teach people as much as possible. Just, you know, spread it out to the world, man. Like, everybody just, you know, give it a shot. Try it. You never know. Like, that could be what works for you. That's how it started for me. That's what worked for me. Not that I can't swing two hands. I started learning how to play two hands. I figured I was really even good at it. Wow. You know? So, like, you just got to try it. You gotta try and see what works. So,
0: yeah, I love I love your heart behind that, bro. That's, that's awesome. You did touch on another question I had. So you can't. You do sometimes swing with two hands if you're like playing on the course.
1: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I started learning how to play two hands like a year ago. I around summer actually. Not yeah. So right around the uh, around this time, started learning how to play two hands. Um, the reason why that happened was I got new clubs from TaylorMade and they were metal. Um. iron iron shaft with my irons and they were heavy they were like 120 g's and I was swinging graphites before that it was sticks clubs they were like 70 g's so it's a huge difference yeah massive difference so I started you know I was swinging and at some point I started my shoulders started hurting I was like why is this hurting you know so I made and I looked at clubs I was like no way it's because it's metal they were heavy Mm -hmm. that makes So I stopped swinging one hand with those clubs and I asked Taylor to get me fitted and, you know, they got me fitted and it took almost four, five, four months. I don't know. I can't remember. It took a while before they sent. So in the process of waiting, I was like, since I'm waiting, I don't want to just sit there and not do anything. Let me learn how to swing two hands. (laughs) So I I picked the club and I started learning. I was like, it's not that bad, actually. I'm, you know, I have something in there. I, I started grinding and you know started getting better and now I I think my best round I shot, bar seventy one, um even though it's just once and then recently and you know, I've been I've been in the seventies eighties a little bit, um just trying to get to to scratch by the end of the year swinging two hands um also like doing the swing a lot you know it puts a lot of pressure on my shoulders so I have to like regulate myself for longevity you know. Mm. I have to, out my muscles and make sure I have strong muscles you know just for the long run so I I don't do it every time like not 24-7 no I'm not doing it 24-7 like I'll play my short game funny enough my short game is all one-handed like 50 yards lower like one hand I'm way better you know um and then before I used to hit the bunker shots one hand. Now I'm learning how to do it two hands. I'm really good with it with two hands. You know, finding what works best for me. There's sometimes where I'm hitting the, from the fairway like an eight iron, nine iron. I use my swing. This it just depends on how I feel in the moment. But I don't do it as much as before. So just so I don't you know hurt my shoulder. For sure.
0: Yeah, I was that, gonna ask you like, do you have certain exercises or things you do like? To make sure you keep your shoulder in good health. I know you talked about working out. Like, do you have a certain regimen that you do to like maintain proper health in your shoulders?
1: Um, honestly, I just there's yes, well, there's a certain workout that I do that, you know, for my body and it works for me. I have like a, a a setup that I use and it works for me. I do like the the side and you know, here, get the dumbbells, yeah, you know, lift them up. Do chest, you know, helping the the muscles here, my back, same thing, helping the muscles in the back and all that stuff. So yeah, a little workouts and just being consistent with it, helping my core, being strong and you know being able to hit. Yeah, just you got to be consistent with it too. So you can't you can't fall out.
0: Yeah. So cool, bro. That's so cool, man. I I really enjoyed hearing your story and and kind of the ins and outs of how you operate. But I'm really curious, man. Where is all this headed? Like what is your and you kind of touched on it in different points in that in the conversation, but like what is your kind of end goal with all of this? Are you looking to build to something like where is this headed for you?
1: Um, honestly, in the future, what I see is, you know, I see I see myself as a CEO, which I am already. Um, I have my company, you know, putting out my merch, you know, having my line grow as big as as much as I can. Um and then at the same time, just having to spread what I have to, as much as I can out to the world, you know, reaching many souls and just touching many people in a positive way. Um, a lot of people are in the dark. A lot of people are in the dark and, you know, they need they need help. They need help. And I, you know, just people come up to me and tell me, dude, you your videos make me happy. That alone, you know, awesome. that joy to me, you know, just thinking about that. So that keeps me going like that. That's what keeps me, keeps keeps the gas on. Just, you know, being able to share all this, even though there are people that don't like it. And it's okay. You know, if you if people don't like what you're doing, you're not doing it right. You you need haters.
0: Facts.
1: And, um, You know, and I pray for my enemies too. I pray for my haters and I pray for them that one day they find light, they find peace, they find joy, they find happiness just as I have before I used to hate my haters, I used to hate my enemies, but now I don't, like, I pray for them, I pray for them to, to find light, I pray for them to, to, to find God, you know, just as I am, and I hope they do one day.
0: So good, bro, it's so good, and, and uh, yeah, I think it's cool how you, your heart behind it is such, such, and it's such a good place for the Lord that God can do crazy things. He can soften hearts. He can enter people's lives just when they least expect it through someone that's committed to serving him. You might have a video that a person's hating on, and then that next video, they might be like, dang, something in here doesn't feel right. Like, he didn't come back at me with negativity. He just continued to be positive. Like, you know, people start to get, they get curious. Like, they start to think about things, and then that's when God goes to, that's when he goes to work, man. So that's difficult to do
1: that. Absolutely. Yeah, I've had people, you know, you know, I, like, there's this video I posted recently of teaching that kid. And this lady said, oh, like, oh, you shouldn't be teaching them. Like, that means I shouldn't be teaching white people my swing. I should be teaching black people my swing. And I told her, I was like, there's no race in my dictionary.
0: Mm.
1: Like, unfortunately, there's no race in my dictionary. It could have been a black kid. It could have been a white kid. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm just doing what I love to do and sharing it with another kid that's that's what it is to me so
0: bro you're the man dude super thankful for you bro i'm so thankful you came on the podcast i'm really excited to put this out i think this message and your story is going to help so many people man this has been a huge blessing so thank you so much for coming on the aim podcast bro
1: absolutely man thank you so much for having me and and for all of you watching just want to let you know no matter what you're going through but god loves us man Mm-hmm. It, you know, just whatever storm you're going to get out, everything everything you're going through in life, it's not there to be there forever. It's temporary. It's not there forever. So just think about it. Whenever you're going through something difficult, something hard where you just feel heavy in your heart, just think about it. It's temporary. It's not going to be there forever. And you're going to get through it if you if you ask God. He says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. That's ask and God will receive that's
0: good bro that's good bro i i'm living in a a house this summer with um this amazing group called the jaywalkers which we have a conference at the end of the year i would love to invite you to um it's a christian conference but they put out this song called silence and when you just said that it made me think of the song it's like even in the hard times we deal with we deal with things we feel like god's not with us we feel like he's silent he is still working he's still working you're such a testament to that and uh you know, God was working from the day you were born and he's still working now. And I'm just so excited to see the way you've been faithful to him and all the cool things he's able to do through you now. And, and all the lives you're able, able to impact is truly incredible.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. All praise
0: to him. All praise to him. Well, Snappy, bro. We got to get on the course sometime soon. You got to teach me that swing, man. I want to give it a couple of shots. But, dude, this That's is a man. fun podcast. Yeah. Thank you.
1: I got you one hundred percent. I still got my
0: canes, man. Let's rocking my canes. You know, let's go, cane fam. Here, I got some too. Hey. Got all the flavors, bro. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, man.
1: They are really comfortable. Honestly, like my my all my team, everybody was like, "Yo, like how could you get one for for us?" I was like, Damn. <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Everybody loves it. Everybody been asking about it. You know, even at the gym, anywhere I go, it's just. Everybody, bro. everybody loves it. So
0: we, we need a snappy times Kane collab, bro. That'd be it tough.
1: It's coming. It's, it's coming,
0: me. bro. Bro, this has been such a fun episode, man. I can't thank you enough, bro.
1: Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on here. Let's go.
0: Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the Aim Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation, and if you found value in it, I ask that you kindly share this with a friend. We want to continue to grow this community and help more and more people every single day. If you have any questions for me, if I can ever help you anyway, please reach out to me at Doug Elks on all social and I'd be happy to help you out. Let's get after this week. Let's crush it. And as always, keep ambition in mind.